Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm Creeping It Real, and we have a very special guest on our show tonight. So stoked. I'm super excited. So freaking stoked. So uh, if you paid any attention to what we do at New England Reptile, you know that we took a field trip down to Florida. It was a work trip. It was work trip, <laughs> field trip, fun trip, whatever. We made Kevin really jealous. Yeah. And uh, and we're kind of okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're super excited because we have the one, the, the only. only Savannah Bone from Gatorland with us. What's going on, Savannah? Oh my gosh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> yes, we're so excited to have you on here yes. tonight. How Yay, I'm glad to be with you guys. Hell yeah. So how are you doing tonight? How are you how is your day today? Um, it was so great. Like honestly, like since we've closed and it's been a while now, mm-hmm. like every day has been so we started to do this thing. I don't know if you heard about it. Yes. It's called School of Croc. I've been yes. watching. It's Croc. Yes, it's so cool. <laughs> so we were ready with that when it first happened. But, you know, sometimes things take off. And, of course, we hoped that we would be back open very soon. Mm-hmm. It didn't turn out that way. So, like, this thing, like, took off like wildfire. And all these kids are doing all this amazing stuff. Like, this family reenacts our vlogs, like our YouTube videos. <laughs> That's and like awesome. the kids play different alligators in the park. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the dad is always me. His name is Andrew, and he plays Savandrew, <laughs> and he'll be like, Savandrew, I love here. it." <laughs> and like throw this stuffed rabbit, and then the kid comes up with like an alligator mask on. And he's like, "Rah rah rah." <laughs> <laughs> that it's is been so, so awesome. much fun. <laughs> That's amazing. So cool. <laughs> so like. Growing up, were you always into alligators and reptiles and stuff, or was that something that you got into a little bit later on in your life? I mean, I think I, I always loved them. Like, I saw them at Myrtle Beach, and I had read about them because I used to read a lot before I was so loud. Like, I was very quiet as, mm-hmm. a, as a smaller child. Um, and so I used to read about them, and I was super fascinated with them. And, of course, like, you know, dragons and, yes. like, lizards Dinosaur and things like that. Stuff. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> That's really cool. So, like, your your journey through keeping reptiles and, and working in different places has led you to a lot of, uh, you know, all over the country and all, pretty much all over the world. And right now you're doing work at Gatorland Orlando in Kissimmee. Yep. And yep. so how what brought you to there? What got you into Gatorland? Like, I always loved Gatorland. I applied yes. for Gatorland for seven years before I got to work there and I was working at a really awesome place, you know? Um, and I was just trying and trying and trying because I knew Gatorland was like the best place in the world. And I think the first time I ever went there, I cried because I was so overwhelmed. Yes. Like, like it's my it's my like Wizard of Oz. It's like my Emerald City. It's like the best place I could ever imagine being. And it's such a great feeling just to be able to go there, especially right now yes. to yes. see the differences in the animals since they don't see people as much. And, you know, they act a little different than they used to act. It's really fascinating to be able to watch all this, you guys. Like, it's so great. That is interesting. What's, what's like, maybe, like, the biggest thing, the biggest change that you've noticed in their behavior versus, you know, from now when the park is closed to when it was open? Honestly, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but you guys can probably relate. Okay. They're, they look at me different. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> like um... Like the other night, I spent the night there. Like I was locked down because we had moved some animals, and mm. so I took this bicycle and I filled the bicycle basket with a bunch of meat. Right? Yeah. So I was riding through the breeding marsh where you guys were with me, right? Yeah. And they were following me through the breeding marsh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like following me on the bike, and I would ride really fast, and I was like, I'm gonna ditch them around this next curve, <laughs> and then they'd like go underneath the boardwalk and pop out the other side, and That's pretend awesome. like they oh were a gosh. different alligator. And I was like, Whoa, this is so scary. That's so cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. It was pretty awesome. Like, I, I don't know who gets to do fun stuff like that. I'm super grateful. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where it's at. That sounds like a childhood dream come true. Literally. If I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> when when 
when I was yeah. young, when I was growing up, like Gatorland was one of my favorite things to do. It was like that and then camping when my mom and my sister and myself would go camping and I would just like catch frogs and snakes and go looking for crayfish and all that sort of stuff. That was awesome. And then when my family went on vacation to Florida, every single time we went, we went to Gatorland and that was the thing that I look forward to I look forward to because I'm not big on amusement parks or like roller coaster rides or stuff like that. But right. when I got to go to Gatorland and see all the alligators and all the live animal shows and all those different things, that was the thing that like really got me excited about going on vacation was to be able to go there and feed the alligators. Back in the day they used to give you like trays of frozen fish. Yeah. So, I mean, so we used to like get the trays of fish and throw them in for the alligators into the big main pond and stuff. And like that was just something that always got me super, super excited when I was a kid was going down to Gatorland and then being able to come back recently and to see, you know, all the different things you guys got going on there. It was just like nostalgic and exciting to see all the amazing things that you guys are doing down there. Yeah. Dude, and honestly, between me and you, Rob, yeah. I think that experiences like that are what changed your life and like gave you the course that you're on right now. 100%. Like I definitely definitely believe that. It's a magical enchantment you get from there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's cool because like even when we were walking around and you know, we're talking to you and I'm just kind of like casually watching people who are walking around the park and you could see those kids are just excited to be there and just like you know, spellbound by all the different things that they were seeing. It's hard to not see that and see it going on and just like get excited about it. And that's just something that I think is really, really freaking yeah. cool. I'm, I'm still geeking out about feeding that saltwater crocodile. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, that was crazy, right? <laughs> I still, I forgot what I was doing the other day, but the video that we put up, uh, from Gatorland mm-hmm. came up and I was like, I got to watch that again. Yes. Like, <laughs> I got to watch like when you're, was, Oh my gosh. That was when you're up there, Jeremy, and you're looking down at him and you're knowing like, like there's not that much distance. But and right. You his, right. And his face looks at you and you make eye contact. Like it will make your bones shudder. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a scary feeling. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, oh my gosh, I'm already I'm smiling like hella hard right now just thinking about it again. <laughs> it, it was if you had told me as a kid that I would have gotten to experience that, I would have been like, nope, you're lying, yeah. you're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> like I have, no. I had all these ambitions and all these like goals. Oh man, I want to work with reptiles. I want to do all these things. But to get a chance to like go in and and spend time with those animals and see how amazing they are and the work that you guys are doing with you know station training them that like that blows my mind yeah yeah 100 percent. like when i was growing up i just was like oh you know alligators they got like a little tiny brain they're you know they're kind of dumb or they're big strong animals that just kind of work on instinct and then seeing all the training that you guys have put into them like really just will change your mind completely uh of how you're looking at them you know yeah, it does. Like, like being there and granted, it's a, it's a different situation than what a wild alligator would have, but like mm-hmm. watching the differences and how they behave and like seeing how, like, cause my friend that runs the crocodile sanctuary in Jamaica, he always says this. So he ta- he's been taking care of American crocodiles his whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. He used to have one named Brutus and he could sit and have his coffee with it in the morning in the swing zone, never any problem. And this was a wild crocodile. He didn't raise it up. Mm-hmm. So wow. um, he always says like, okay, so alligators, like they, they breed and they need food and they need territory. Right. So those yeah. are mm-hmm. the three things. Well, if you've given them all those three things, like they don't have to consistently be thinking about those three things. Like, yeah. What do they think about then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> what do they think about then? Maybe they think, oh, here comes that thing on the box. Tonight we got her. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's our night, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So as you've come to Gatorland and you, you have pushed that social media presence with them, what have you noticed when it's come to the the park have you noticed that there's more people coming from your youtube channel and checking things out you get a lot of people that are from far away and just like super excited to be there well how has that kind of changed for you as you've developed it and worked with there i mean it's changed in a lot of different ways and there 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 are you know lots of people that are coming from youtube and you know all of those things and, and the people that are you know kind of you know there's different kinds of people in the world but every probably about 10 tenth person has like this little 
you know, like a little spark in their eye where they're like, they're like, you know, this, this moment in my life has changed it completely. Just like you had mm-hmm. when you were there. And just like I had when I was the first time there, like, like that little bit of that, like changes the way a person thinks about conservation and changes the way a person thinks about everything for the rest of their life, you know? Mm-hmm. So true. And, and you guys do a lot with conservation work there. Uh, we were just talking with Ryan and, um, you know, just talking about the different ways that these facilities like Gatorland and, and like zoos, how they're working with conservation and preservation of these species. That's so critical and important for the survival of the, these animals. And I feel like if people get the chance to see these animals in person and, and get to experience them, it really makes them want to save it. It's like kind of like how Steve Irwin was saying, you know, if uh, people can see these animals, they can, you know, have this feeling towards them that I need to save this animal. I need to help do what I can to, you know, protect this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when people used to look at alligators and crocodiles, they would think, oh, it's, you know, this nasty giant lizard that's just going to kill, just a mindless killing machine. But yeah. then when right. you see, you know, you're, you're calling alligators over by name specifically and they're swimming right over to you that like that blew my mind i'm not gonna lie i like that was just like so interesting to me because none of the rest of them would even turn at all they would just completely ignore it but when you call out that one specific one's name boom it was it came right over to you yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like the first time it happened to me, I was definitely well because I was the first girl that worked in the back with the crocodiles consistently. So, mm-hmm. like when they first started reacting to my voice instead of me having to talk like a man, because that's what I had to do when I went there, yeah. I'd have to be like, so, 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 like that. <laughs> but then when they first reacted to my real voice, I was like, yes, achievement. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like yes, they know me now. <laughs> that's so awesome. Awesome. Oh my gosh. And so you guys are also doing a lot, a lot of stuff. So I know, like we're talking about alligators mm-hmm. primarily, but you guys are also doing a lot of stuff with uh, some endangered species and some rare species, like the, the Cuban crocs, mm-hmm. um, right? And and stuff like that. Um, so, <clears throat> what's the the breeding program that you guys have with with the Cuban crocs? There, are those those are being brought back into the wild or are those staying in no, the no, 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 no. Well, we don't have a relationship politically with cuba that way right yeah. now mm-hmm. you know ultimately that's always the goal ultimately it's always the goal to have the animal back in its in its own ecosystem thriving so you know our partners in cuba that we work with they have a breeding facility in cuba and they do releases actually had this madness all not started i probably would have already been to cuba this year mm-hmm. but because of everything that's going on it's made that kind of impossible i missed a trip to india to work oh, with man. the muggers and the gary l because of this like oh. and i'm not complaining i'm just glad i'm healthy but whatever right um right. so anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but i couldn't have just slid in there because i right. love mugger crocodiles yeah. <laughs> mugger crocodiles are like the they're like the alligator of crocodiles except for they eat humans so <laughs> i really was excited about that <laughs> I don't man like gharials to me were always like such an otherworldly animal. Like when I saw pictures of them in books and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, that thing doesn't like. You look at a, a saltwater crocodile, you're like, oh yeah, it's a crocodile. You look at an alligator, you're like, oh that's yeah. it. You look at a spectacle cameo, you're like, okay, that's I I get it. And then you look at a gharial, and you're like, what happened? Whoa! <laughs> yeah. What is this thing? It's like it's not from this planet. It's so different. And, and yeah. like, oh, man, they've always just absolutely fascinated me ever since yeah. I was yeah. little. Because they're, they're fascinating. Because here's the thing. Okay, so all this time, just like you were saying earlier in the interview, like we've been thinking that they're only like mindless machines, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when I went to Australia, I got to find out about all this research that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know the ins and outs of it because I'm not a fancy scientist. Um, <laughs> me but, either. Yeah. If you thought I was a fancy scientist, I'm here to tell you that I'm not. <laughs> we just love so, these um, That's right. They, um, they're doing these sound waves. Uh, they have this container, and they have crocodiles in it, and they, they have the sound waves so like fine-tuned that they can tell the difference between like a frog or a fish jumping just mm. by the waves of the sound. And what they found is the big, like, the big male crocodiles put out a pulse right when they're when they're moving Mm -hmm. and then the females have a responding pulse but they don't know if the pulse is responding to him or if it's like letting the next girl know hey you better move out of the way (laughs) (laughs) oh wow right now 
So like they're fine tuning all that. So they have a language. We've only just tapped the surface of what they could probably, they were probably talking about us the whole time we were there. They were probably like, look at them. Let's bellow loud. Let's see what they do. <laughs> and we're all like, oh my God, oh, oh my, my God, oh my God. This is incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. That is really that cool. That really is. It's, it, man, it's, it's so incredible to me that, you know, I mean, you, you'd think that the biggest animals are some of the animals we want to study first. You right. Know, just because it's like, hey, it's big. I can see that. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I should go study that. And yet, you know, here we are, how many decades into crocodilian research and still are learning such, like, for thing. them a fundamental thing. Yeah. You know, uh, but to us is like totally like groundbreaking research, like, damn. Yeah, and that's it's awesome. Gonna, that's going to change how people look at those animals for the rest of eternity. Yeah. It has to. Like, it really has to. And you know what I wonder more than anything? If, like, crocodiles from Africa have a different accent than crocodiles from Australia. Uh, I love <laughs> 100%. that. 100%. Yes. yes. If they don't, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if there's, like, a base language, but then there's, like, slang within the languages. Yes. And that would be That amazing. makes me wonder if, if places like Gatorland, if they're, like, vibing off the all all the different kinds of you know sounds that are coming from all the other crocodilians i think so for sure i i know that when we moved in a new nile yeah that Mm -hmm. uh when we moved in the new nile then the the salties that were nearby started breeding and getting super more active so i do see it when when we move animals around i definitely can see it with my own two eyes that's really cool that's crazy so they must have some sort of like base kind of understanding of you know what's going on yeah what's going on yeah wow. something's always going on something's <laughs> always going on we just don't know what it is that's why so i can true. watch them for hours because my brain is picking up on something going on i just don't have the word for it yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's super interesting and that's something that's just starting to come to the forefront across the animal keeping industry right now because I was listening to a different podcast called the Aquarius Podcast and they had a guy on there who does um, scientific naming and, and all this different stuff and he does research on uh, different cichlids and different fish from around the world and he's talking about these fish that are from Africa and for the last 30 or 40 years, they all thought they were all the same species. And then they are finding out now that the fish have UV receptors in their eyes so that when they're following this one fish around, they'll see that the females that it'll breed to, but it's not breeding to the other females that look identical to us, like like the same species, stuff that we would consider all the same species. But Uh to them, they can tell completely the difference because of those UV reactions in their scales. And what? yeah, and that's something that we never like that's crazy. 50 years ago, people would be like, shut up. They're all they're the same thing. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Right. now that we're starting to look deeper beyond what just our eyes can see and what our ears can hear, we're learning all these different things that like would never have been on the radar 30 years ago. You know? That's yeah. Amazing. It's so great. I, I can't it's wait like- to see where it goes. Yeah. It's like we're all getting super smart. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> and and realizing how simple we are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that podcast we're... was it like blew my mind because they were talking about in the wild, the fish will not breed with other species. Like they they will only breed with their species. Even if there's they have like such a high concentration of fish in that area that uh-huh. there's multiple different species that to us all look the same, but to them all look very different. And uh-huh. In the wild setting, they'll never interbreed. They'll never hybridize. But if you take them and collect them in captivity mm-hmm. and you put one male with a bunch of different species of females in a confined setting, he will hybridize with all those different females because of the like scarcity thing. I'm That's crazy. So it's like forced to not lose the biodiversity. Yeah, but in the wild, they will never, they've will never. they never found them hybridizing in the wild. They all stay very secure to the species. That like That's absolutely crazy. blew my mind. I listened to that episode of that podcast like eight times because I was like, "There's no way I can." I how am I not understanding this right now? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just That's it's so. It's we just don't know so much. Yeah, it's so true, especially when it comes to aquatic stuff. Oh yeah, like 
I we're mean, like, ah, I can only hold my breath for so long. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about what's down there just yet. But I think that, that has to do with like the crocodilian stuff because, like, you know, back 50 years ago, if you said, hey, I want you to sit and follow these crocodiles and study them, most people would be like, that thing wants to kill me. I'm not doing that. Yeah, right, right, but right. But now people have this. There's a, like more people that have this drive, like Savannah, who've got this drive to learn more about these animals and. You know, to study them and figure out what's going on. I'm, that's just like super exciting to me. Yeah, it is to me too. And and honestly, I think we know a lot more. People just aren't patient, you know. Yeah. Like I don't it's have true. any problem. Like I was in Cuba and I was watching crocodiles for three hours straight before somebody came over. Three hours straight and not talking to another human being till somebody <laughs> came over and they were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you been here for three hours?" Yeah. You're like, why like, aren't oh, you what? over here looking at this thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I saw fights. I saw territory. I saw territory battles. I saw different kinds of hissing. I saw different postures. Like I saw so many things in that little bit of time. I saw one crocodile go around the whole entire lagoon and fight every single male. Wow. Every single one Sheesh. and then i got to watch him the rest of my trip there and his name is macho now and he is the <laughs> boss of all he is the boss of all cuban crocodiles oh, and all yeah, he has brother. to do is walk up and everyone runs <laughs> everyone runs wow that is incredible so i i want to know it, it could be from your your time at gatorland or your time in in the field what's been the craziest thing that you've seen uh with working with crocodilians like Behavior-wise, or or something where you were just like, I didn't know that could happen. Um. Well, I will tell you, I saw Matt Wright do some things that I've never seen in my life before. Mm. Um, and that was just recently, and that's probably why it's the first thing to come to mind. <laughs> like I saw him touch a crocodile, a wild saltwater crocodile, on the nose. Like wow. what? it was nothing, and I was like what the heck is happening right now? <laughs> and, and like, I was really, cause I'm a big fan of his. Like I was really yeah. trying not to fan out, but I couldn't at that point. Yeah. I was like, how are you doing that? How are you doing that? How are you doing that? Tell me, teach me your ways. Yeah. <laughs> like I was blowing my mind. Like it was absolutely blowing my mind. Like I've never seen anything like that before in my life. That's crazy. And yeah, that was really crazy. And then, hmm, let me think. Let me think. I don't know. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. Like, I've seen people walk in swing zones and touch crocodiles where I'm like, okay, this person's about to get bit. I'm going to just get my camera ready. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then nothing happened and just be like, what the heck? Oh, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. People have different relationships with animals, I think. And granted, you never can trust them completely. But, like, you guys know, like, working with monitors, how smart they are. And mm -hmm. nobody so knows true. how smart they are. And, yeah. So true. You know. When we had visited Tom Crutchfield's place, he was telling us the story that, you know, years and years and years and years ago, uh, they had had a, a pond with some crocodiles in it in their yard. Oh, yes. And him and his wife i think he said he had gone out to the grocery store just real quick but he had left his kids at at home they were like 10 to 13 years old and uh -huh. he had gone to the grocery store and for whatever reason the grocery store didn't have what they had needed they ended up coming back home earlier than they typically would have and they come in open up the door to the house and the house is empty like completely empty and they're like okay where are the kids because usually the kids are causing a ruckus yeah and he is walking around the house looking 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 and he looks out his kitchen window and the kids are swimming with the crocodiles and he's like you know as a parent that's like panic just overcomes you <laughs> and he runs out into the yard and the kids are like ah. Oh, Caught. Damn, we're caught. We got caught. And they're in the water with the crocodiles, and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, we've been doing this all summer. We've just been hanging out with the crocodiles, and for whatever reason, they just had that bond that, like, I don't know what would have prompted them to go and swim with those crocodiles, but they had been doing it all summer, and those crocodiles had not harmed them at all. They were literally just in the water hanging out with those kids. And it's like, that sort of stuff just blows my mind, like yeah. absolutely blows my mind. That's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I'm not doubting that it's possible, but I definitely know that it's not the norm. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you guys met Dundee when we were there, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, I always think that Dundee and I have a relationship that's 
different than any other relationship because I'm a human, right? Mm-hmm. So I had uh, Ron Whitaker came to visit, and I was showing him, you know, like, look at Dundee. Like, look what, look what we do together. And we, like, sit here and blah, blah, blah. And I was all happy, and he was like, Savannah, Savannah, there's no doubt in my mind that the two of you have a relationship. The thing is, you don't know what his terms are of your relationship. And I've seen mm. too many dead mm-hmm. bodies to encourage that. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, that puts everything into perspective. Yeah. <laughs> it does, right? Like, I mean, you could have a relationship that's going great until you do one thing wrong and you don't know what the one thing wrong is. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. So until then, like until, you know, and maybe, you know, I don't know as much as some people, like there are lots of people that know lots more than me. I mean, what I saw Matt Wright do, I thought was impossible. Mm -hmm. And, but I saw him do it in the most like nonchalant sort of, I've done this a million times way. And I was just like, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) And, I get people who say that that same stuff, like when they see some of our water monitors, and then like when we got to see Tom's Croc monitors, like yeah, that sort of stuff. Until you see it happening in yeah. front of you, it's hard to believe. It's hard to Seriously, like grasp. Yeah. Like you can right. see it in video all day long, but if you're sitting there seeing it right in front of you, it's like, how is this happening right now? Yeah. yeah. It, it uh, it's different when you're there and and different because you can feel the energy there you know yeah like mm-hmm. i could feel the energy in that moment and like you know like i'm trying to be cool because i didn't want to be like fangirl and then all this <laughs> stuff started happening and then i started getting loud because i get loud and get excited <laughs> and then i think everybody was kind of like what the heck is wrong with her and i was like oh my god are you guys not seeing this crocodile? yeah like, yeah and you know, I don't know that people in another country know how to deal with that, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh, that. oh, we remember Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I, I, I loved that. Like, we were the three of us uh, were talking for, I don't know, however long the drive was to get down to South Florida after after leaving Gatorland. That like your energy in the park with the animals like that it, is it, unique. it, it, it was, was it was so amazing because like you we were already having an amazing time but the the energy level that you brought us to was like it just made the the entire experience that much more positive and that much more just fucking awesome yeah like <laughs> absolutely amazing like that's something I'll well, and you guys were so happy when you got there, and I could tell how genuinely excited you were. And you don't know how many people that come there are just like, "Yeah, I used to do this with the crocodile," or "Yeah, I can do like, like if like when I go to places, I'm going there to enjoy the relationships that they have with their animals. Like when I come yes. see you guys, mm-hmm. like I'm Me very too. excited to see you guys work with your animals, and you know, because that's like that's an amazing thing, and I don't get to see the stuff that you guys do every day, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, so I don't right. want to tell you about what I'm doing. I want to watch what you're doing so I can learn from you. Hell and yeah. you know, you guys, I could tell you guys are so excited and it was so like authentic, and I was like, yes, these guys are gonna be awesome. Yeah, like we're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? I think that that's something that everyone can learn from from listening to you talk and from listening to this is that even if you think you know everything, there is something you can learn from everyone. 100%. And I, I think that that's one of like the biggest problems with the, the reptile hobby is that people feel like, oh, I've done this before, so there's nothing I'm going to learn from you. Or like, I've worked with alligators before, so if I go to Giggerland, I'm not going to see anything like unique. And it's like, no, that's, that's, that's inaccurate. Inaccurate. Yeah. It's just a lie. Like, and even if you have worked with animals, you know, for a really long time, I've worked with a bunch of the animals at nerd a lot. You know, some of our, like my, we just put out a video with, one of my favorite monitors, Lorelai, and she is like my baby. When I go into her enclosure, she like mm-hmm. comes right over to me and like rubs her head all over me and like loves being like around me and on me. But every single time I go in there, it's different. Just seeing the way that her energy is that day and, and how she's interacting with the other monitors in there, it's just so different. And if you go into an experience, there's some people who show up at even a nerd and they're like, Oh, I've, I've seen this. So like, you're not gonna show me anything cool. And it's like, if you go into an experience with that mindset, you're probably not gonna have a good time. But if you go right. in there thinking, Hey, look, this is something that I can grow from. There's right. so many cool things that can go on. Oh, a hundred percent. 
hundred percent. And you also, you also don't even if you've worked with animals for a long time, you don't know those animals. Yes. Right. You know every. And that's a that's a big big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, every you know, if we think about uh, an alligator like Blackwater mm. versus like our alligator Wally. Two yes. totally different very, alligators. Very different alligators. Two totally different alligators. You know, both workable, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and both generally having positive experiences, but also two very different freaking alligators. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it's, it's funny to show people, or not funny, but it's like interesting to me to show people the dwarf caiman that we work with up at Nerd. Because we put a lot of time into working with them and handling them. Mm -hmm. So our babies are, are pretty laid back and, you know, they'll pretty much just sit right in your hand. And our adults are even to the point where you can, you know, pick them up and hold them and they don't panic. They don't lose their minds. Like a lot of people, you know, if, if you've had experience with Dwarf Cayman, a lot of people say there's like some of the nastiest crocodilians. Like they're just so quick to bite and react defensively. Mm -hmm. um, but, and, but don't you think a lot of that's because people underestimate Cayman, man. Oh, yeah. True. Huge. <laughs> so true. A hundred percent. They're like, oh, it's small. I can just manhandle this thing. That's like, right. you don't understand how explosive they get. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> they're so strong for their size. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're exactly right. Cayman are crazy like that, and everybody has to know their own animals, you know? Yeah, like, right. you guys know your animals better than anybody because you see them every day. Exactly. Like, right. you know, and I don't know all of our animals that well, but when I need to work with other ones, I go find the person who does, and I'll be like, hey, could you get Buster to come do this? And they'll be like, yeah. Like, he's not going to do it for me, and I don't need to push that relationship on to him, you know? Yeah, right, He's right. got somebody that he likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to have you up here to show you some of the stuff that we're working yes, with. Yes, <laughs> 100%, 100%. Me too. I Me also too. want Kevin to have his hair out. Yes. <laughs> have his what? Have his hair out. Kevin always has his hair in a very tightly braided ponytail. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I want him to be just as zany and and extra energetic as possible. He, you cannot get him to be energetic. I, but you could. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know. You wave like... I don't know, a fancy ball python at him, and it might get him excited. <laughs> it's not going to get him excited. <laughs> but I know that Kevin is super excited to meet you, and he yeah. is, like, really, really, like, he was excited to see the footage that we got from Gatorland and to potentially, you know, come down and visit you guys. I know that he's ge he's geeked out he about is, coming to check out. He is that geeked out. out about that. The, one of the first things he said to me when we got back was, uh, so that leucistic alligator... That that was that was nice. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys a top secret, and I'm not for sure yet. But okay. both of the females in both with the both of the leucistic alligators are super swollen in their belly. Now I know everybody's not eating as much, and if they did lay eggs, it would be their first clutch. So who knows what happens? But yeah. um, they both look really chunky. Yes, that I like that. Is Super exciting. I like me a chunky gator. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw on your on the Gatorland, I, might, I don't know if it was on your story or on the Gatorland story, uh, it looked like you guys had a crocodilian nesting recently. We did. Um, our big American crocodile, her yes. name's Pretty Croc. We had watched her for days, and a weird thing was happening. Like every time she would dig, like the male would come up there, and I couldn't understand what was happening. Mm -hmm. So – like I was watching it and it was getting dark and like I would see him like try to get her off the nest and I wasn't really sure. And so I called a bunch of my friends. I was like, why is this happening? Like, why is he doing this? Yeah. And, you know, they were like, well, maybe he has a little leftover testosterone. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. So finally he left her alone. She dug her nest. She laid her eggs. We got her eggs. No problem. Like she wasn't like super defiant or anything. She actually just went in the water and kind of sat. Um, oh, that's cool. And we got the eggs, and they're all in the incubator, and we'll see what happens next. That's is, awesome. Is that the same one that had nested inside the tree, or is that a different one? No, that's a different one. Okay. That's a different one. That's she nested cool. under the tree because she's a hole digger. And the one that nested mm. in the tree, I think she's a hole digger too. That's weird. Um, so, yeah, but the one nested under the tree, the American crocodile, and which is kind of early for her to be laying eggs. Too, yeah. but whatever we'll take them yeah right exactly <laughs> any croc egg is a good croc egg as long as it's yeah. viable yes <laughs> yeah we'll see there were a couple light bulbs in there when we checked the other day but hopefully something comes out yeah mm. that's awesome yeah our alligator wally laid eggs last year and the year before but she's never been with a male mm -hmm. um so she was just you know throwing throwing duds yeah 
So why don't you just put them in the incubator anyways? We did. We did. We incubated them. Um, eventually, they all went bad. I, I've heard of Partho in a bunch of different you – know, Parthenogenesis in, in a bunch of different right. things. But I, I was hopeful, but after you know a month or so in there, they started getting right. and everything. So I was like, eh, that's a bummer. I mean, I think just still keep doing it. That's what I do. Like, if I have any of ours that, that lay eggs, like, that, or maybe drop them in the water or something like that, I always put them in the incubator until I know for sure that, you know, nothing could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, especially if they have, like, super weak vein systems that are just like, uh, I can't tell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't waste it. When, when yeah. Nerd had bred their dwarf came in for the first time, I think it was like eight or nine years ago. Uh, I was actually there when the female laid her eggs. And no way. Were... Wait, wait, wait. Tell me about that because I don't know about dwarf caiman breeding. Do they make a nest? They do like make a, a nest. Edible? But okay. since this was her first time breeding, she was about 12 years old or so, I think. No, hold on. What? She, they're about 27 right now, so they were like – she was like 18. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And they didn't realize that she was pregnant. So she actually dumped all her eggs in the water. Oof. And they were they were all too late to be saved because I I wasn't working at Nerd at the time I was just visiting I used to come up and volunteer and like clean tubs and just like you know take a look at everything that had, they had going on and just clean and feed things but I had gone into the room with the Cayman and she had dumped all her eggs in the water and I was like those eggs don't look like chicken eggs that they and why would they be feeding chicken eggs to the Cayman so I go grab Kevin and I'm like hey the dwarf came are there supposed to be eggs in with the dwarf came in because she's got a but it looks like caiman eggs that are in there and he's like what grabs me runs down to the room <laughs> we got to get them all out of there so we, we're pulling the big caiman out of the enclosure we pull the eggs out and we start to candle them and they had already been rotating and in there so they were like waterlogged and they they weren't any good and he was like I didn't realize that they were old enough to start cycling now, but they were like ones that he had raised up, so he didn't realize how old they had been getting. Yeah. And right. So after that year, he paid really close attention to them and just like watched what the female's weight was doing. And when he would see that she was starting to look like she was building up to get to the point where he thinks that she'd be laying eggs, we've got a room in our facility that's called our cave room. And the floor is like six inches deep of substrate, and it's got like dirt and cypress, cypress mulch and, and peat moss, moss and all this, all this stuff like compiled in there. But it's meant to look like the inside of a cave. So like it's got cages inside the walls with light strip lighting in them, and we've got four foot cages and eight foot cages in there, and we got like a little alligator thing for like our small like little baby alligators and stuff. But what we'll do is when when she was getting ready to lay her eggs, is we would take her and put her in that room with a water basin so that she can build her nest. So Uh what she would do is she would, uh, when she was getting ready to actually deposit her eggs, is one of the four-foot cages is pretty much at floor level. It's like maybe four or five inches up off the ground. And Uh what she would do is she would dig all the dirt and, and cypress mulch up into that enclosure and basically make a nest inside the enclosure. And she she deposit her eggs in the back of the enclosure, underneath all the dirt. And then as soon as she had deposited the egg, she'd build all the dirt as high up as she could get up into the enclosure. And then she'd sit right at the edge of the enclosure and defend that nest. Yeah. So oh, wow. the next year, uh, he had caught her right at the perfect time, set her up in the room. She was in there for like a week of nesting before she actually deposited the eggs. And then he could go in there, you know, remove her out of the situation. But she's feisty. She's like four or four and a half feet long. Mm-hmm. So she uh. is like... High energy, full defense mode. I'm a big mama. Leave my eggs alone. And yeah. and so she was just like, you know, she's on point when it comes to that. And so every year since then, we've been doing that. And last year, we got, I think, 14 eggs from her or 15 was, eggs from yeah. her. And so every year, she builds a nest up in that room, creates – we shut that room down for the week or two weeks that she's in there. We don't bring tours in there. We put a big sign on the door that says, leave her alone. We have our lights on on a cycle, and so she just kind of gets to do her own thing in there and doesn't get messed around with. And it's like three and a half months incubation before the babies start actually hatching out. That's so cool. It's 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 so cool. I wish that we could. I want to have you up before we have more babies. But if I could get you up here when they're starting to hatch out, that's yes. It's so exciting. It's so so exciting. Yes. 
Did yes, I'm always down for the hashing. I don't care how many times I see it, it will make me equally as excited as the first time I saw it. Like, this year was the first year that I got to, like, catch the, the whole hatching. Because usually I'm there, like, a couple days afterwards, or, like, I see them after they're already out of the egg. But this year, I was, like, ch- haunting the incubator, just staring at them. Like, oh, okay, it's, like, three months. I got to check the incubator every morning before I start my work. I got to go check on those eggs. And one morning, I, like, cracked open the incubator, and I hear, mm, mm. And I was oh like, my God. oh my God, it's happening. it's happening. But they hadn't hatched out yet. They were making the noise while they're still in the egg. Uh-huh. And so I was like geeking out. I go wait, like Kevin's already awake, but I go like grab him. I'm like, the, the babies, the caiman, it's happening, it's happening. He's like, it's okay. I heard them last night. It's going to take a while. We're cool. And I was like, no, they're making noise. We've got to go do it. So I was sitting in there geeking out and like opening up the container and I can hear which egg is making the noise. And I'm like, oh, geeked out. And so our camera, you met Donnie, our camera guy. He comes in. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you got, we got to get ready. The baby's going to start hatching out. And he's like, no, 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 we're, we're cool. We're cool. So we, I bring him into the room. I set him up on the cart and Kevin's like, you know, in there and he's making noise to him and they're making noise back to him. And I'm like, oh man! And one of the other employees had come in, and is like, and are, they're looking at the eggs. And Kevin's like, get out of here! They, they, they got to imprint on me. It's got to be me. And I yeah, was right. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my god! Okay, so Kevin goes, grabs his phone, and he's off going and doing something else. So I'm in the room just with our camera guy, and I'm like, man, I just, I, I want to see one hatch out. I'm like super, super excited, and we're sitting there. And I step out of the room for a second, and then I hear Donnie go, holy crap! And I'm like, what? What happened? Are you okay? And he's like, one just hatched out right now! And I, yeah, I run in the room, I fling the door open, and there it is. It's just sitting right on top of the other eggs making noise. And I'm like, where's Kevin? Kevin's got to get in here. And I'm like geeking out. It's the coolest and thing. I, I picked that one up, and as soon as I touch that one, like another one sticks its head out. And I was like, it's happening! It's happening! <laughs> <laughs> and like, I... I that was like so exciting just to see those little guys like popping out and their little faces coming out like yeah. making noise that's, and everything. Oh, that's magic. oh my god, that's really so great! Magic. Yes, yeah, it is. And here's the thing: if you ever get to the point in your career where that's not exciting anymore, you should you just gotta quit. quit. You gotta yes, quit. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Just be done. hundred percent. Yeah, go away. Yeah, go away. But literally, if it. I want to have you up before then, but then when we get close to hatching, I do want to have you up again so we can try and get that <laughs> magic going because that's like the most exciting thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds so exciting. I would love to see that. Oh, it's it's just now, and the, the I, now sound... I want baby Cayman. <laughs> Damn it, Rob. The, this and the sound that they make is so different compared to uh, the Cuban crop that you had. Because you're yeah. talking about the sound that the, the Cuban make was like high and tinny, but these guys yeah. are definitely like deeper and, and kind of more yeah. alligatory almost. But I wonder how teeny they are compared to like a, a little baby crocodile hatching out. Oh, like that's what I want to see how teeny. They are so tiny. They're yeah. like six and a half inches long total, like seven inches maybe. Yeah. They're itty oh bitty. They're so cute. Oh, I can't wait to see that. That's so exciting. I'm so excited now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so cool. I don't know if, if the Cubans are like this too, but when they first hatch out, the ridge along their tail, like they have the two little ridges on the side, like right towards the base uh-huh. of the legs, mm-hmm. that's actually uh-huh. like folded down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, right? And then over like the next couple of weeks, it starts to like stand up and actually mm. becomes like a ridge. It's so weird. Yeah, to me. it looks like like it looks like a kink. Like when you you know hatch a snake and it's a kink in it, you're like, mm. oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it gets right. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It was it's it was just like probably top five coolest things that I've done. Is when that it comes in to one of your YouTube videos? It is. Yeah, it we is, have yes. we have one of the YouTube videos. Of What's those the name of it? Now. Oh boy. oh, boy. That's a Donnie. I'm Donnie sure. would have named it something I'll horrible. Find it. Like, <laughs> I'll find it, and I'll have to text you the we'll link. We'll text it to you, yeah. Yeah, text me a link. I want to see that. It's, yes. so, it's, it's so cool. It's Yeah, it's freaking awesome. I Man. Yeah. Babies just fucking rule. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, baby, baby animals rule. It's like yeah. hatching out dinosaurs, man. Like, Seriously. It really is. Human babies, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but baby crocodilians, that's a whole nother oh, level. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, and like the baby Cubans, when they hatch out, they immediately start fighting. The really? American crocodiles, <laughs> when they hatch out, they don't start fighting, right? Oh, really? They just kind of lay around. But I will tell you this. when I, I just learned this in Australia. Baby salties, when they come out, yeah. they don't try to bite you. Baby freshies are psychos, yep. and they go crazy. Oh. And I hatched out. 
I hash out baby freshies. And they started fighting like Cuban crocodiles the second they were breathing. Like it was the craziest really? thing I've ever seen. It was, I was like, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? <laughs> They're just freshies. I don't understand. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The baby dwarf it, came in. They're usually pretty cool with each other unless like you spook them. If you go in and like stick your hand in there and you scare them, some of them will start biting each other. But for the most part, you can put them all in a bin together and they're, they're chill. They're, they're pretty cool. chill. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so great! Itty bitties. I can't wait to see. Mm. Yeah, there. Ah, uh, now I freaking want baby things to hatch. <laughs> shit! I shit. I think that she usually nests around September. Uh huh. Um, which puts babies hatching out around Christmas, January. Yeah, sounds about right. I think that's right around. You just we're just at. keep me in the loop and let me know. Oh, like, I will. The because... whole month of December, I can't go anywhere though. Okay. Okay. But um, so we'll keep after that, for sure. Yes. We'll keep them inside the eggs. <laughs> I mean, if they come out, you can always FaceTime me and be like, look what's happening this is right true. That is 100% this what is we'll true. do. Yes. I'm down and I'll with be that. Equal, I, will, I won't be as excited if my eyes saw them, but I would be super excited if someone <laughs> says, look, they're coming out of the eggs. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how to describe it to people. If you haven't seen them hatching out, it's just, it's amazing. Well, and, you know, it's a miracle. It's a miracle in the world that you got to see that with your own two eyes. Right. You know, the mm -hmm. fact that we can filter that through to the public is, is a whole different story. But when you get to see it and you get to hear it and you get to feel the slime coming out of the egg mm -hmm. and like, <laughs> you get to see them take their first breath. And like, yes. like, it's just you can't like National Geographic can't do nothing as for some of the stuff I've seen. <laughs> Literally. So true. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It, and you know what? If. if you had told me as a kid that I'd be doing that. I'd be like, ah, oh, that's not real. Yeah, right, right, exactly. You can't do that. There's no, I'm not one of those people. I'm not a David Attenborough. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, the people like us that have, you know, maybe we don't have the same education level and stuff like that as, like, your David Attenborough or, you know, several other people. Like, like but we've had to work twice as hard, We're you know, there. To, yeah. to, to just get to have these conversations that we're having right now. You know, so and I think the reward is different from that than than would be the reward had you gone a different route. You 100%. know, yep. it's like crab legs. Crab legs aren't that good. It's the fight to get to the meat that makes it good. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the trip to get there. That's a... <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. I don't. I don't even know where to go from there. That's like I just want baby animals right now. <laughs> we're, I'm, that's we're gonna have all stuff I ever want to do. <laughs> stuff, you're gonna have stuff hatching out soon. I know. Oh, that's true. I do have a clutch of jungle carpets due in like two and a half weeks. So Adorable. I, I am pretty excited for that. I'm excited to see your mangrove snakes. I have to tell you. Yes. I don't know if you guys knew this, but they're like my favorite thing almost in the world. Yes. Yes. We have how many clutches of mangrove? Three or four right clutches that are incubating right now. Does that include the melanota or just the divergence? Uh, we got one clutch of divergence or two clutches of divergence and two clutches of melanota. Oh, that that weight is annoying. Yeah, because it's, it's a colubrid. <laughs> so you're like, this should only be sixty days, and they're like, hundred and five. Well, why not? It's hundred and five. I thought it was like ninety or something. It's a long time, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it is a long time. Our last time. clutch was like hundred and two days. It was crazy. That's crazy. I can't yeah. wait to see them. Like, I, I really, really love that kind of snake. Like, that that's definitely one of my favorite kinds of snake in they're, the world. They're amazing. They're unique. It's its not like any other kind of snake, really. Like, the, the Bouyga complex is just very individual. Because, like, you work yeah. with, like, milk snakes. You're like, oh, those are kind of like king snakes or corn snakes. And it's like, ah, eh, those guys are all kind of same. You know, Burmese pythons, oh, they're kind of like a retic or, you know, some of your bigger pythons or whatever. But mangrove snakes, like all the boiga, they are not really like any – to me, and, they're not like anything else. Yeah. And even within all of them, they're all so different. Yes. Like yeah. I don't know which one is the one that's like a brownish, yellowish, whitish color that swells up really big. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kind of like the Cynodon. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly what the name of it is, but it's a it's a boiga for sure and mm -hmm. it swells up like a balloon and you can see its heartbeat when you can see its heartbeat through its skin. Yep. And if you feed it you can watch the food go through its skin. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this big big uh like you know the, the balloons the toy balloon of a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the albino mangrove snake that we have, the the white the uh, T negative T -neg albino. Yeah. 
he is like that. You can literally see, if you hold him up to the light, you can see the major veins in his body. You can see his heart pumping. It's, yeah. it's the craziest thing. It, yeah, oh, really I can't is. wait to see that because I've been watching that picture for years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> like wh- where did this come from? Who has yeah. this? Yeah. How did I get this to my house? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that that animal is is like every magical. time I look at him, he's he's just like it blows me away that it's in front of me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those things that you're just like, and the divergence that's not too. Real, yeah. <laughs> Divergence, the blue ones, the blue and yellow ones. Yeah. Those things, every time I look at them, I'm like, how is this creature real? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. so yeah, unique. That's, not, that's some pretty shitty camouflage you got there, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like if, if they are in the right setting, like if they're, you know, perched in the right area, the yellow bands for the sunlight and then maybe the blue for like sky or, or, or like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's interesting. They are it super really is. Interesting. It's super interesting. Um, well, I can't wait to see everything you guys have. I'm so excited. Yes, I can't wait so to have you up. So excited. When this quarantine stuff is over, we need to have you up. I'm definitely coming. I, I'm ready to make a trip. Like I haven't been on a trip in. This is like the longest I haven't been on a trip in like a, two years. Oh wow! So you're like itching. Yeah. You're like it's the time to go. <laughs> Right, I was supposed to go to India six days after I got back from Australia, and that all got shut down. Oh, that's rough. What What were you going to India for? The Garyals. Right? Oh, yes, that's right. The Garyals. That's right. Muggers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you guys doing with those? Base. Well, um, so um, they have some mugger and crocodile uh, muggers and Gariel that they wanted me to come see, and I'm going to help them with their social media program that they have going on in India. Cool. And um spend some time there, learn from them, like learn how they do their training. Cause I know they do it a little bit different and, um, things like that, that I can bring home and incorporate into what we're doing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yep. Have you, you, have you worked with Gary's before or is this? No, <sighs> Damn. no, not at all. I've never Damn. even seen one in real life except for at St. Augustine. I think I saw one one time. Yeah. I still, I haven't seen one in person yet. So Me that's either. like, that's high up there on my want list. So, so <laughs> see it. you know, if you can FaceTime us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just saying. I think they'll have really good Wi-Fi. Maybe I can. That would just be saying, insane. that would also be pretty badass. <laughs> right? I'm thinking for like later on tonight, I'm like, I'm just going to go take a look at the baby came in and just send you pictures. Yes. Do it. Do it. I will receive all pictures. <laughs> okay. I'll send you man- mangrove snake pictures and, and baby Bowiga and stuff. Or uh, baby came in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. That's I'm stuff so that I, I don't ever think to, like, take pictures of. I'm always, like, when I'm working with them, I'm just like, okay, I need to clean it. I need to do this thing. And then, like, when I have people here who get to, like, appreciate them, then I'm like, oh, man, why didn't I take a picture of that thing? <laughs> They're so yeah. cool. It's That's probably the most challenging part is, like, when you get stuck in the, uh, I've got to get this stuff done. Yeah, I have you to get know, things right. it's, I have it's, to work with it. It's yeah. so easy to get into that routine, and then you're like, oh, man, I really – like I would like to just be able to sit down and enjoy the animal, mm. you know, but man, I got another, you know, 25 enclosures to clean. I got to bang through that first before I can actually get that. Yeah. But it also in tandem with that, there's also the, that means when you finally get to that experience, to have that experience, it's that much it's more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Cause you're like, okay, I busted my ass, but now I can <laughs> like, I can get to enjoy the animal. Like, you know, the, yep. I, I have to do this so I can enjoy the animal. That's how I feel about my scrub pythons. Every time that I'm going through and like cleaning stuff, I'm like, okay, I got to clean you. Okay, sit here for a second. Oh, I know I got to put you back. But then when I get a day off where I just get to like hang out with my scrubs, that like, it's oh, so it's worth so, it. So it's so worth it to me because I just like get to appreciate how smart they are and like get to see them looking around and doing stuff. And I'm just like, you're such an amazing creature. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Freaking. That's that's amazing. what we all want to do, right? Just be able that's to hang out with them. Yeah. That's it. That is the goal. That's it. Damn. I that's really what I wish go... I could do. All. T- I really want to go stare at baby animals now. <laughs> Damn it. You should do it. I'm gonna have to now. Sheesh. Pretty much. And now I'm gonna haunt the incubators for for yeah. the next few days. I, I'm like all my stuff is <laughs> is just at the beginning of incubation, so I still have like another. Actually, by the time this airs, stuff should be hatching out. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. I I'll have stuff ha- poking their heads out soon, hopefully. 
Hopefully, uh, if all, all goes well. I'm anxious. I, I know that this week <laughs> we're expecting baby water monitors to be hatching out. We'll have little albino baby water monitors hatching true. out oh probably my next God. week. I'll, I'll, I don't have FaceTime, but I will Instagram video chat I'll, you. I'll, I'll FaceTime okay. you. Okay. iPhone face, team. Yeah, I'm not an iPhone it, person. So Jeremy <laughs> will FaceTime you, and that way you can see the baby water monitors hatching out because usually it's like two days that the babies start to hatch out over, and me and Jeremy have been checking them every morning. It's true. Oh, my gosh. The 17th, I would love to see that. Please, please, yes. please yes, call. Yes, I got you. We will. We will. Because it, it's they're not – some of them will, like, stick their nose out, and as soon as their nose comes out they're out and mm-hmm. then most of them will like make a slice look around see what's going on take it all in and like <laughs> assess the situation <laughs> before they actually come out of the egg so awesome yeah but we have water amazing. monitors hatching year round so when you're up here you'll definitely see you'll most likely see some water monitors hatching out oh yeah sweet yes yeah it's pretty sweet we can go through the incubator and see what the dates are, mm-hmm. and then we can and coordinate when your you're visit come up. Yeah. yeah, to some water monitor hatch dates. <laughs> and it's it's so weird because like some of the babies, as soon as they hatch out, they're already just like, "Hey, how are you doing?" They're like just so chill, just so, so chill already. Back. Yeah, that's, that's so good. Yeah, that I think that was like that last last group of black dragons that we hatched out. Oh and yeah, then, like we take we taken a video and like it's still in the egg, and you can just pet it under its chin and it's just, just like tongue flicking like nothing's going on mm-hmm. and i'm like you don't even know anything about the world you should <laughs> naturally you should want Be to get afraid. the hell away from yeah. me you know yeah. and the fact that you don't is odd but amazing, amazing. Yeah. at the same time like wow it's just super something cool. something you truly unique uh, so great like like we have the greatest greatest jobs in the world you know percent yes wouldn't we trade do. for anything you know we do ah ah <laughs> i'm telling you i'm gonna freaking haunt the incubators now until i see more bit like we also just hatched out a baby redfoot tortoise yes uh-huh. hatching out baby tortoises if that really isn't I... the damned cutest thing you ever saw you a know, little baby tortoise that's I... like the size of a 50 cent piece like <laughs> Damn it! That I, little head starts poking out, and he's like, "Please don't eat me," you know. And you're like, "Oh my god, this is so cute." It's so like foreign to me because I don't know if I ever would have pictured what a baby hatchling tortoise would have looked like. Like I always, you always see tortoises when they're like a little bit bigger and they're already yeah. well started, but when they first come out of the egg, they got this like giant umbilicus, and their shell is super round and everything. You're like, "Yeah, you were a ping pong ball yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so true. But like the first time that we had hatched out tortoises recently, they actually hatched out in one of our monitor enclosures. Be- oh, that's right. Yeah, because we right. during the winter time we bring our <laughs> rhino iguanas inside, uh-huh. and we have a big enclosure for them outdoors for the summertime. And the rhino iguanas, we would often just put like a pair of redfoot tortoises in their enclosure because they're all eating pretty much the same thing, and they don't bother each other at all. So. The redfoot tortoises, unbeknownst to us, had laid eggs in that enclosure with the rhino iguanas. And one of the guys who was going through and cleaning, you know, enclosures, after the rhino iguanas had been moved outside, we had moved monitors into that enclosure. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to me and he's like, is there supposed to be like a little baby tortoise in with the monitors? And I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> What are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, are you, what's wrong with you? And he's like, no, there's like a little baby itty bitty tortoise in the enclosure with the monitors. And I'm like, if there was any eggs in the monitor enclosures, they would have ate them. There's no, re- there's yeah. not a baby tortoise in there. And he drags me over to the enclosure and is like, what's that? And I'm like, Oh, that's a baby that's redfoot a baby tortoise. tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> and it had literally incubated in the enclosure in the substrate and hatched out and it crawled out and the monitors hadn't even messed with it at all. And there was just like a little baby redfoot tortoise just hanging out inside the enclosure. I was like, that is really cool. Yeah. Because if you had asked me, I would have been like, yeah, monitors would eat anything, anything. that's in there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> And that's the monitors had been in the enclosure for like a month, so it wasn't like they just got put in there. They had time to investigate for eggs. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That also means like it didn't get crazily like tossed around in the enclosure, like if they were digging or yeah. anything. Yeah, that's crazy. It had to have been in the same spot. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely insane. How, so let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Off topic. Yeah. You guys have to listen to this whole thing again and then edit it? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily – 
uh, you're not a terrible guest that forces us to have awkward silence. Yeah. So oh. I'm. <laughs> so I don't have to do much other than uh, just adjust audio levels so that it sounds nice and extra crisp and clean, uh, mm -hmm. and then uh, then I bounce it out and we upload it. So it's actually not that bad. Yeah. I just wondered because, like, I love filming our YouTube videos. But I hate having to watch them a hundred times to edit it. <laughs> and I was like, man, they're going to have to edit this whole thing. What a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, we no, it's not that just, bad. Yeah, we just edit out, like, awkward silences, if there is any, which we really haven't had that much of because we're just talking reptiles, which is, like, what we love doing. Yeah, exactly. Right, so and I don't, it... I don't get to nerd out with people much, so it's just really fun. Yes. I agree. And that's, like, a lot of the guests that we've had on have been, like, that was a lot of fun because it's it's getting to nerd out with people who are passionate about the same thing that you're into. Exactly. Who have you guys nerded out with besides me? Okay, so, so far. we've had um, well ourselves because yep. we but we do that all the time. Uh, right. We just had Steve Tillis. Um, he works with um, University University of, of Florida. Yeah, University um, of Florida. And he also works with Eugene Bissett. Um, okay. And then uh, we had Scott Borden, mm -hmm. uh, who's in Jersey. He's in New York. New York, sorry. Um, and um, he works with carpet pythons and scrub pythons scrubs and, and stuff. He's been down to Costa Rica, did field herping down there. We've had, we just did finish up with Ryan Martinez, yep. who works mm. at Zoo Miami. Love Ryan. He's yes. one of my best friends. Oh, yeah. Did he tell you about our trip to Belize together? We no, didn't even we get, didn't to, that. Even we get started, to that point. <laughs> we were geeking we were out talking about, about like, different things. Uh, we were talking about like reptile education. Yeah, and and we went down that rabbit hole, so we didn't even get to talk about that. We're we're hoping that we're gonna be able to do repeat episodes with people, so we can you know just talk about go, go through whatever naturally comes up, just because we like talking with well, reptiles with people. I'll tell you this: you should do a four way chat with us just for a part of it, yes. because me and Ryan saw a live jaguar. That's awesome. I'm so down for that. Yes, I'm 100% <laughs> down for that. Let's make that happen. That's let I'm me tell you. We were driving down the road. People go all the time to look for jaguars. I'm pretty sure it's jaguars. Yeah, it's jaguars. And then they never see them. Mm -hmm. And then so we're driving and everybody's talking about it, like Joe Wazalewski and Ryan and me. And I'm like, they're not going to see anything. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to look out my side window for some snakes or something we can really find. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And we're driving down the road and I hear Ryan go, oh, shit. And I looked up and I was like, what? And there it was, standing in the road, right in front of us. Right? Oh, shit. I reach for my phone. I drop my phone. Ryan hits the gas. We're oh. behind it. <laughs> it doesn't run off to the side. I mean, we're not, like, chasing it down. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're watching it, and it's running in front of us. And then and then it kind of stops for a second and turns around and looks at us and then goes off into the woods. And we, it like, <sighs> like as if we had seen a ghost. And it felt like it lasted for an hour, but only probably lasted for two seconds. And then Jeez. we all jumped out of the car and we got a picture of his paw print. Yes. That's amazing. That's so cool. Ugh. Yep. Oh my gosh. It was That's... amazing. Sheesh. That is so cool. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Damn it. Savannah, That's... you're so freaking cool. That's those are the experiences that'll stay with you your whole life. Yeah, but like you guys could you guys could come to the next trip. <laughs> Please. And then yes. we could have more fun. And then we went camping in the middle of nowhere and and it rained for three days in our campground, and I slept in a puddle for three days. So, <laughs> that is part we, of it, though. That's like, yeah. you got to take the good with the sleeping in a puddle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Oh, it was an amazing trip. I, for, me and Ryan had a, so much fun, like, so much fun, crazy fun. Yeah, yeah we definitely got to do a four-way yes, chat. Yes, I think that, that. We'll, we'll plan, because we're right now we're like, eight episodes in for what we've already recorded but we've only released th tonight we'll have tonight three we'll episodes one, out yeah. so we're trying to do like one episode a week and so uh, -huh. uh once we get lower on our backlog once we once we get airing more of our later episodes we definitely want to do that yes yeah Hell it'll be fun the, yeah yes because okay. he's probably remembering stuff i don't remember and i probably remember stuff he doesn't remember <laughs> um okay so we're about at that time, <clears throat> excuse me. At that time, when we got to wrap <laughs> stuff up, um, but okay. Be but before we do, we're, we've been asking everybody this one question, and that is, what in the the realm of reptile uh, has you really excited? So it doesn't have to necessarily be anything specific to what you're doing at Gatorland or the Crocodilian Research, though that's 100% awesome. 
Um, but anything that you've seen, like scrolling through social media, because we all now have extra time to do that, um, or anything, just anything reptile related that's got, that's got you, you like, damn, that's really cool. Honestly, the thing that is most perplexing to me right now mm-hmm. is, and probably always has been because I'm a talker, mm-hmm. um, is this study that they're doing in Australia with the sounds that the crocodiles make. Because here's what I think, and this is me. I'm saying this as me and just Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clarifying. <laughs> I feel like these guys have been talking to each other and probably talking about us. For years and years and years. Mm. But most of that conversation is going on under the water in such a low frequency that we can't hear it, yeah. you know, and we can't see it. So what if we find out that there's a whole entire language that we can interpret and work with instead of against? Mm. And I think that that's just the most fascinating thing that I'm hearing about right now. And it's going to take years for them to finish what they're doing. But just the fact that someone's doing it and monitoring that communication and all of that sound is just amazing to me like it it is sounds are like really effective to me like mm-hmm. the first time i went to cuba and i heard um this old man his name is Efrain. he's been working with cuban crocodiles he used to hunt them and his family used to hunt them a long time ago mm-hmm. and there were plenty and now he takes care of the breeding program so who knows more about an animal wow. than a hunter right That's so amazing. and he can walk up to any nest and just point to it and tell you exactly where the eggs are you don't even have to dig really wow. <laughs> That's and, crazy. <laughs> And um, he walked down the row of baby Cuban crocodiles, and he he made a noise to them, and they all replied, and it echoed all over Cuba, and the sound was so great that it made me cry. Wow. So fast forward to, like, this wow. study on the sounds and how important that is to, like, understanding the animal better. So, anyways, that's my little rant about that. That's what fascinates me the most right now. I, that's I'm awesome. so with that. Yeah, yeah I'm down that's with that. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, Savannah, thank you so much yeah, for taking the time so to much. chat with us. We appreciate it. It's, it's been, been good so much time. fun. <laughs> and uh, if people want to find out more about you and about Gatorland, where should they find you? Um, so my Instagram is at Savannah Bone, Savannah like Georgia, B-O-A-N, and Gatorlands is at Gatorland underscore Orlando. Mm-hmm. And if you just Google our names, we probably pop up somewhere. You can check out our YouTube. It's Gatorland Vlog. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> and you guys just passed the 100,000 subscriber mark on YouTube recently we did we're actually at 109 right now and i have Ooh. a video that i made today that's live and Sweet. it is in limbo you guys listen to this uh-huh. people can watch it but i can't see it what <laughs> that's weird. i can't see it on my youtube i can't see it from my computer but people are watching it and it's getting views and i have no idea where it is i can't find it huh. whoa that's that weird. is unusual it's in some sort of youtube glitch huh well, hopefully that gets figured out yeah, soon. Yeah, hopefully they sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, All right, cool. So thank you very much. We're going to yes, hopefully have you, you so on much, again Savannah. sometime soon. I love you guys. Thanks so much. Love you too. Have Take a nice care. day. Bye. Bye.